Hey everybody, it's Matt Chu from Upright Health and welcome back to the Upright Health Podcast. I'm here today once more with Mitch Hash. How's it going, Mitch? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, sitting on the floor with me today in the garage. We are stretching our hips a little bit and we're talking about flexibility and um, the idea of how to get more flexible even if you are stiff as a tin man. And it's no mistake that I'm joined by Mitch today because Mitch really wanted to talk about his flexibility journey. And he started most certainly as a tin man. <laughs> Mitch the tin man, for sure. Mitch the tin man. <laughs> um, so in today's podcast, we're, we're going to be picking Mitch's brain um, as um, kind of the prototypical stiff male athlete. Um, there's a lot of people out there that that describes um, young guys who are just frustrated with stretching. Young guys, you're just like, I'm not flexible. And I'm pretty sure I can never be flexible. So we're going to talk about what's helped Mitch, um, the ideas that have helped propel him, and you know a couple specific strategies we'll touch on as well. Um, if you're listening, you may hear cars driving by. You may hear rustling around because we are actually um, moving around while we're talking and stretching while we're talking. Um, and we're in a garage getting fresh air. So hopefully you're walking around getting some fresh air too while you listen. Um, and if you uh, are watching on YouTube, then you can also kind of pick up on some of the stretches. Uh, we'll also have this available with some video, if all goes well, available on YouTube. <laughs> so, um, so let's just get started, uh, Mitch. Tell us about life as a Tin Man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, I played played a lot of sports growing up, um, you know. And actually, like as long as as long as I can remember, I was a Tin Man. Like even when I was little, like I just remember not being able to sit cross-legged like the other kids. And like, um, yeah, just in sports, uh, mainly in basketball just like not being able to move like the other people around me, like um, uh, lateral movement has just always been really hard for me. Um, and eventually I was, because of this I was hit with, with like some real pain and some lower back issues and it kind of took a while for me to realize that it was because I was so tight mm. that my my body wasn't able to do what it what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, and looking back, it's kind of it's almost kind of funny to like that I didn't understand that like I should be able to move more than I could <laughs> mm -hmm. like but like it was just so much of my reality that I was stiff I was tight and that's just how I am so what 
Um, so let's think about like specific uh, examples so people who are listening can uh, kind of identify the, the, the level of stiffness. Like, yeah. were you able to bend forward and like touch your shins at least? Like, were you, could you, with straight, like straight legs, straight knees, yeah. could you bend over and even remotely come close? Straight legs uh, was the hardest thing for me. Um, like literally just locking my knees and bending a little bit. I would just get intense pain. And not maybe not wow. pain, but like no, yeah, really. Like lock my knees, bend down, bend down to kneecaps a little bit past maybe. So basically able to touch your kneecaps? Touch my kneecaps and just like so much intensity that I just never wanted to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I bent my knees, I could go a little bit further and it would be less intense. Um, but, and then another example, perhaps the biggest one is um, it was spreading my legs apart. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, like going, where am I here? Maybe two feet apart? Yeah. So about two feet apart, I would start to feel pinching on the side of my hips. Mm -hmm. um, and any further, it was like pinching to where it was painful, like somewhere I didn't want to go. Mm -hmm. So basically, you couldn't really bend over to tie your shoes too easily, it sounds like. And if you're playing dodgeball, you're a huge liability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and to think back at like the sports I played, and like, um, like, you know, I wasn't a bad athlete, like, but mm -hmm. just, just to think that I played those sports <laughs> so tight and so stiff and not knowing that there was another way. You played um, basketball. Did you play football too? Yeah. Yeah, I played baseball as well when I was younger. And for those who don't know, you are how tall? Six foot five. Yeah, so short guy who's <laughs> playing sports that require, or that, you know, they don't necessarily require mobility, but can be greatly improved with mobility. Um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty familiar story, right? Like we've seen young clients who are just... You know, they're in the middle of competitive football or soccer or whatever, and they just have terrible hip mobility and they have a lot of different aches and pains as a result. So, so um, you mentioned that all this eventually led to you having pretty severe pain. Um, can you tell us about where you were experiencing that pain and like what was that, uh, like where else? So you mentioned the hips when you spread your feet apart, but like what was the really severe, the, debilitating stuff that was happening? Uh, about my first, it was either f first or second year of college basketball. I don't remember the first time it happened, but um, basically, <laughs> might have been diagnosed as like a, a slip disc mm -hmm. in my lumbar spine. I, I never got it checked out or anything. Mm just by my athletic trainers at the college. 
Um, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was throwing out my back like I, I couldn't, there were days that like I couldn't walk after it would happen. Mm. Um, and, and I, somehow I would still practice. Wow. Like I would get warmed up and maybe take like 20 minutes and then I'd practice. But then as soon as I was done, back to like, yikes. Yeah. And this happened maybe like four or five times. Um, yeah. And each time it would start to fade away after about a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always there. Right. You can always feel something was a little off. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was, because I was in school too, and uh, <laughs> I had to like write a paper, like <laughs> one of the biggest papers of the semester. And so it was going to take a lot of time. And it was right after I had done one of these things. And I was just like, I, I can't do it. I can't, yeah. I can't sit. sit. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't do anything without just thinking about this. And so I laid on my couch on my stomach and I laid off the end of the couch mm-hmm. and just let my arms kind of dangle off and oh. typed, <laughs> typed my essay <laughs> and would just have to like shift all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> this is a good creative solution. You found a position that you could be productive in. Drafted, wow. man. Wow. Um, so that that went on for a while, for a few years, right? That that kind of yeah, kind of repetitive. On again, off maybe, again. Maybe like two years. So then, um, what was going through your mind with all this? So, like, how did flexibility eventually become even a thought in your mind? Um, you know, I was, I was pretty like, I I don't know, like I was hurt, you know, like in my head, I was going through that, you know, classic injury type thing of, I, I ever, I'm so young, like, is this just how my life is going to be? Um, I found strength, found strength training, and strength training helped, and it got me to the point where, like, I didn't feel the pain so much, uh-huh. and it didn't like to where it didn't affect my daily life anymore. Um, but I definitely reached a point where, just logically, I was like. It is not helping me to be this tight right. and stiff. Like, like I don't know. I, I I don't know if it was something I read or um, or what, but I definitely came to the conclusion of like I need to explore becoming more flexible because that um, where I'm at right now just doesn't make sense. Like right. Um, so once you realized, okay, I gotta be more flexible, 
what happened? What did you start doing? What kind of roadblocks did you run into? Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest roadblocks were like the clap, like definitely the classic, anybody who wants to start working on flexibility or know, knows that they need to is that it's freaking painful. <laughs> like I told you about my hamstrings earlier, you know. Going into that is like, it's like going into hell, man. <laughs> um, choosing to, you know, it's like, why would I choose to do this? Right, over and over and over again. Yeah, so um, the biggest roadblock is just like knowing it needs to happen and doing it anyways, like even though you know it's painful. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the approach that I took was just um, very slowly, really, started going into those ranges of motion, passively, um, and over time, doing it more and I reached a point with my hamstrings, I, I can still remember being like, whoa, like that, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't feel good, but it doesn't hurt. Right. Um, and that, I don't know how long it took me to get there, but it was, it took some time. Um, in terms of that mental side of like, oh, this feels like crap. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> what did you find helped you do that? How do you mentally trick yourself into doing that thing that's so miserable? For me, it was knowing that it had to be done. Like... This, this is this needs to happen, and and I've. Um, it's an option that like I have to try. Um, and yeah. I guess. Um. I guess. So, did the fear ever come up for you that that level of pain was not good for you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like, um, I think that that I knew it was pot. Like, I knew I reached a point where I knew that it was painful just because I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. My body's not used to it, and um, and like something that really helped me with my flexibility training is just knowing that like I'm a human being just like anybody else is and that if someone else can do can can reach down and touch their toes yeah. why can't I you know like what, what's different about me um, and me just choosing to I chose to think that there's nothing different about me mm -hmm. that, like if he can do it then I should be able to do it and so I just, even though it was painful, I just worked on it. And, and I knew that, somewhere inside I knew that like, 
that it would subside and if I kept working on it, and it did. I think it's really uh, important that you mentioned, like, you chose to believe that there is no reason, there's no in inherent reason that you should be different than another human being mm -hmm. who can do this thing. I, I think a lot of people are very strongly pushed into believing that if they can't do a specific motion and it's painful, it's because they are inherently deformed. Um, right? Like they are inherently weaker or inherently, um, you know, aberrant in some way, right? Like that is literally the narrative um, that the medical system will put on top of you if you have certain kinds of movement problems. Right? You just say, well, that's because your bone is shaped wrong, so don't do that. Because if you do do that, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You're going to rip something apart, right? Well, okay, if you choose to believe that, then you, you're basically choosing to surrender a whole lot of different motions. That's definitely not going to be good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, uh, you have to know that you can do something about it. Mm -hmm. you, have, you have power. You take some control. So you, you chose to believe that I can do something about it. You started doing something about it. You mentioned that it took time, and it's still taking time, right? It's not like you're, uh, you're not a gymnast no. in terms of flexibility. I, I've, just, I've just recently exited Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by no means am I, I would not call myself flexible or, um, yeah, a gymnast or anything, but... I'd feel way better. <laughs> and honestly, that's the biggest thing, man. It's like, mm -hmm. like the, the, the way that I feel every day is just worlds apart from how I felt every day before. And yeah. It's a huge, huge life difference. Mm-hmm. I often describe describe it as like um, when you when you have like that constant low level pain and aching, you have that constant like sense of like oh, I can't move that direction. Like it's you don't realize it when it's there how how uh, cognitively expensive that is. Like you're constantly monitoring that pain sensation, and you're constantly getting that signal of like don't go there. And it's extraordinarily limiting and extraordinarily tiring to be limit, limited in that way. Your brain's just always on guard, like, hey, whoa, whoa, oh, don't do that. Nope, yeah. nope. When that's gone and you're free to move the way you want to move, <laughs> you just, you, you know, you, at least for me, and I've seen this many times, you feel younger, right? You just feel like, oh, I've got options. I can do this thing. I'm going to go do this thing. I can do that thing. Like, I, I think the, the physical flexibility and the, the mental and emotional flexibility uh, are tied up yeah. pretty clearly, at least you know, from what I've seen. I'm sure, I'm sure there are people who are exceptions to this, but yeah. um, 
you know, being able to move your body means your everything else is more free. Um, so in terms of that that um, that journey, you know, there are things that um, now you think that you, that you know now that you wish you would have known five years ago. Yeah. I I just wish that that <laughs> I, I wish that I knew that how like how important it is to have range of motion at your joints. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just that like if we you know if we wrap up everything that I have talked about it's all come from range of motion mm -hmm. adding range of motion and strength um, and so if I just had known that, that that's a crucial piece of that it will affect my life as much as it has like, I would have been working on this <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> um, and uh, and the, the fact that the, what I was telling you about, I just believed that I was, I was not meant to be flexible. I'm six foot five. I never have been. I don't even know what it feels like. The people around me aren't like my family isn't, mm -hmm. you know, so you fall into that like, yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, genetically not, not gonna be flexible ever, yeah. So I just, I wish, yeah, that's another thing. I just wish that like I never, somehow had never had that planted in my head. Right. So um, th I, I think those are powerful words for people to hear, right? It's the, the benefits of stretching are huge for those who are stiff. Right? Um, and that, that limiting belief of like, well, I'm just genetically not gonna be able to be flexible is um, super counterproductive and traps you, in a, traps you in a prison of your own making. Right? <laughs> like so many of our, like so many of the prisons we're in, they are of our own making, so. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. So, um, in terms of um, concrete strategies, um, you and I, we just filmed a video that will go up on YouTube at, at some point here in the near future um, about frequency of stretching. Um, we'll let people watch that video when it comes out. So besides the frequency of stretching, is there anything else that you think uh, has been a really big help for you in terms of improving flexibility. So this definitely touches on the frequency topic, but it's not the same. Is like if you are where I was and you underst you've come to the understanding that you need to become more flexible. You need to increase certain ranges of motion, whatever it is, and that those are 
not fun range of motions to go into, go into them. And like, <laughs> don't worry so much. Don't get caught up in the pain. Think of the pain as, uh, or let's call it discomfort. Think of the discomfort as just a signal. It's just a signal. And do your best to try to separate from the signal that's coming and just put yourself there, here and there. It doesn't have to be long stretching sessions. Just go into it. that's what I said yeah it's a that's actually a really tough lesson or a tough thing to do I think for a lot of people because of the fear right it's just like if I feel that pain am I doing severe damage to myself yeah um, that's something that we talked about in um, uh, the hips we, we talked about in the hip, healthy hips workshop right it's basically it's a lot harder to do permanent damage to yourself than you think <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's just doing a quick stretch that's painful um, straining a muscle or something yeah you can you could create pain that lasts for maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever but it's very hard to actually permanently damage yourself in a way that you can't undo um, I mean, we've often heard stories of people like overstretching, not paying attention when they stretch, and something hurts, and maybe it'll hurt for even like years. Like that's definitely a story we've heard. Like I overstretched this thing, and it's been messed up for like four years, right? Yeah. Even in those cases, quick recovery is often possible if you can figure out what that signal is trying to communicate to you. And so. Um, you know, what you're talking about is like, hey, go into the range of motion that's uncomfortable and, you know, it will gradually get more comfortable, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, and what I'm saying also is like, even if you mess it up and you do it carelessly and you do it too quickly and you just push too hard and you ignore that signal um, <laughs> too confidently, right, then... Um, <laughs> Even if you manage to strain something, there's still a way to fix that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, and um, yeah, just just to add to what you're saying, like, make sure that you get some guidance. <laughs> like, that check, be helpful. check our check our programs out, and like, check our videos out, and and um, other professionals, and and make sure that my process is that I. You know, I, I was taught, mm -hmm. luckily, and I was guided, and I did programs. Mm -hmm. um, so make make sure that you you're not just like cranking on things. Yeah, I think <laughs> in a random way. That's so for me personally. That's um, that's that's been a that's a challenge that has always been a challenge for me because for me my general approach to the things is like I'm just gonna do this myself I don't need anybody's help, anybody else's help right? <laughs> um, but that's not to say I didn't learn from other people um, so yeah you should definitely make sure you're getting context to what you're doing yeah um, approaching things in a gradual way 
I think it's um, it's also important to note, like you mentioned, if you're going to get prof- you know maybe find professional help, somebody to guide you and coach you. Um, I think it's very important to um, keep in mind that who, whoever you're working with that that's helping you with that flexibility journey. Um, really understands how difficult it can be for a stiff person. Um, there's there are plenty of people who are like they can be flexibility coaches because they're really flexible, <laughs> but they don't know what it's like to not be flexible, and don't know just how painful that whole process is. And that can be so frustrating. Yes, <laughs> very frustrating. Also, like people who have not gone through that long process may themselves be scared by what you go through and may also buy into a narrative that says, Ooh, maybe you are physically deformed, maybe you have this alleged disease, maybe you've ripped or torn something and you're permanently damaged and the only way you can get better is by having somebody surgically repair it. If you start going down that road, you will give up your ability to get better. That is just how it works. So uh, I would just mention, always come back to you're the one who is responsible for how you move and find somebody who will help be your guide um, to, to do that properly and uh, with faith in your body. Um, so we're coming to the end of our time here. Anything else you think... Uh, be helpful for people to hear about the journey towards more flexibility, improving flexibility. Right. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> all. If you haven't picked that up yet somehow. <laughs> so if you just tuned in, it's <laughs> worth it to stretch. It's worth it to work on your flexibility. Um, do it. Do it frequently. Do it gradually. Pay attention. Keep your body moving. Um, if you need ideas and guidance like we just talked about, um, check out our free YouTube videos. We've got, I just looked the other day, or something like, it was like, something like 700 videos or something. It's a lot. It's a lot of videos to get through, but there's a lot of information there for you to learn from. So please take advantage. Um, you can find it all at youtube.com slash upright health. Sometimes it's slash C slash Upright Health. I don't, I don't think it makes a difference. Um, find us on YouTube, Upright Health. Um, you can check out our programs at uprighthealth.com slash DIY. So those are all of our do-it-yourself home training programs. Um, you definitely want to check out um, the new One Up program. Uh, Trevor has been spearheading that effort. Um, we've all had our hands in that project. Um, to help you train your body to be stronger and so that you can move more confidently in your daily life. Um, it's a body weight training program, really practical for adults, not going to kill you the way so many just ridiculous body weight <laughs> training programs are out there. Um, we've really designed it with the average working adult in mind, the one that's been struggling with aches and pains and now it just wants to be able to work out safely um, so really proud of that program and definitely recommend you check it out on the website um, if you enjoy listening to our podcast please leave us comments review us on itunes or other 
other services, wherever you're listening. Be sure to share our show with just one person. Pick one person and share this episode with them or share one of our other episodes with them so they can hear what we're talking about. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us again. And as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't. Thank you.